today we're going to um, talk on uh, a topic entitled manifest. Somebody say manifest. Say it again, manifest. I know the world celebrates Halloween and uh, a day like today, you know, a lot of people didn't go to church because they're, they're getting ready to knock on doors and do whatever it is that they're going to do. But today we are, we're, Halloween reminds me of Halloween. Let me explain that. Because Halloween is spelled H-A-L-L-O-W-E-E-N. And the word H-A-L-L-O, hollow, is to be consecrated, to be separated. Uh, that's where we get the phrase, our Father who art in heaven, hallow be thy name. Holy. Because a day like today, there's, there's two worlds. Two worlds. You have the world of God. Then you have the world of sin. And both worlds exist. In this place, when we come to this room, we are aware, we're cognizant of the fact that there is a spiritual world or a, what we call God's world. But parallel to the world of God, I didn't say equal, to, I said parallel to the world of God, you have the world of sin. And the world of sin is where you and I live in. It's where we live in. And inside the world of sin, not only do we live in, but that's where the enemy, the devil, demon, spirits, that's where they operate as well. Because demon spirits cannot operate in God's world because God cast the devil out. Well, back then he was Lucifer. God cast out Lucifer out of heaven because nothing unholy could be in God's presence. So when he cast him out of heaven, this is Isaiah and Ezekiel will tell us this. When he was casted out of heaven, Satan had somewhere to go. Satan needed somewhere to go. Well, he couldn't be in heaven because that's God's place. So the other place God created was the world or galaxy. Call it galaxy, the world, the cosmos. When the Bible says in the beginning God created heaven and the earth, when it, when it talks about the earth, it's not talking about the third planet from the sun. He's talking about cosmos, the galaxies, everything that was. So here's the deal. I'm going to go a little off today, but I'm, it's okay. Every spirit, every spirit that exists. I want you to listen before you start hashtagging and posting. <laughs> every spirit that exists, the source of every spirit is God. Let me explain that. Because the devil is a spirit. Demons are spirits. Principalities are spirits. But the only source that has the power to create is God. So when God created 
Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when you get to verse 2, and the earth was dark and void, right? And towards the end of the verse says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Between verse 1 and verse 2, theologians believe that there's what they call the gap theory. What's the gap theory? The gap theory is the theory that theologians believe that something happened between verse 1 and verse 2. Because how is it that if God, everything God makes is perfect? Everything God makes is holistic. Everything God makes has no flaw in it. So how is it that in the beginning God creates heaven and earth and verse 2 there's chaos. There's distortion. Where God is not distortion. So it is between verse 1 and verse 2 that people connect, theologians connect what the writer of Ezekiel says pertaining to Lucifer who is now Satan who at that point he used to be an angel of light. So now Lucifer take my, I'm going to take my time. Is that alright? I'm going to take my time. So now Lucifer who was created by God we're talking about manifest Lucifer who was created by God was created for purpose because God doesn't create things just to make things everything God creates he makes it with a purpose so now the question is if 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 that premise is true so then what was the purpose for God creating Lucifer was it to become the devil no absolutely not to understand the purpose of Lucifer you have to define the meaning of his name and Lucifer is where we get the name Lucifer Lucifer means angel of light angel of light God named Lucifer Lucifer because of what he was destined to do but who made Lucifer wasn't Lucifer. Now bear in mind, Lucifer is not a human. Lucifer is a spirit. So the spirit called Lucifer came from God who is spirit. So every spirit that exists came from God. For he says in the book of John, nothing was made, everything that was made was made by him. And nothing that was made was not made except from him. So in other words, God is the progenitor. He is the creator of everything. So that means that every spirit that was created or that exists came from God. So having that note, so then if Lucifer's job was... To be the angel of light, then, then that tells me that in order for Lucifer to fulfill his function, there are some things that he needed to continuously do to be at a place of assignment. So what happens? We all know the story. Let me not presume, because those of you that may not know the story, this is how Lucifer, angel of light, became the devil, the prince of darkness. When you read Ezekiel, Ezekiel says, 
describing Lucifer. Oh, you Lucifer, angel of light. Look what he says. In you was, in him, in Lucifer was the diamond, topaz, the esmeralds. Crisolito, all of the precious, precious stones. I want you to understand this. All of the precious stones that exist in the world were in Lucifer. In him were the precious stones. Now, I told you that his name means angel of light. But Lucifer had no light. He had no light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Light came out of God in Genesis chapter 2 when God said, and let there be light. And there was light. But if Lucifer's name is angel of light, yet he has no light, so then how does he light up? Here's how this happens. Lucifer's assignment. Lucifer's purpose came about not because of who he was but because of the association in proximity to who God is because when you read Revelation chapter 21 the Bible is going to say John says when we get when we get there in heaven there's going to be the Bible says there's not going to be no more sun we're not going to need a son no more. Why? Because he is going to be the son and he is going to illuminate the city. And there will not be no more need for a son. Because once we get to the presence of God, ain't no need for no more son. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they're going to illuminate the city. So imagine, imagine, imagine. Listen to me. Listen to me. No one can see God. No one. Moses, at one point, he went up the mountain, he climbed up the mountain, God revealed himself to him, and Moses practically, his body transfigured to the point that when he came down, the people that saw Moses, he had to cover himself because the radiant of the glory of God that Moses had encountered was so powerful, which by the way, all Moses saw up in the mountain wasn't even the face of God, it was the back of God. Now here's another revelation. How could Moses see God's back if God is a spirit? Mm, teach that another day. But anyway, so, 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 so this God that is light, that emanates glory. But it's Paul. Before he was Paul, he was Saul of Tarsus, persecuting Christians. All of a sudden, when Saul has an encounter with Christ in the book of Acts, the Bible says that he saw this light come from heaven and it knocked him off his horse and he was blind. And what he heard from the light was, Saul, Saul, why are you praying? The glory of God, when his glory, when his light, when his power emanates, it's so powerful that can't nobody see it. To the point, to the point that God in heaven... He has hierarchy, spiritual hierarchy. He has cherubims, seraphims, archangels. Archangels are fighting angels. Seraphims are interceding angels. He has a whole bunch of angels. And of all of the angels in heaven, nobody, listen to me, nobody can see God. Nobody. Seraphims. Regular angels cannot see God. They cannot see God. So 
what does God do? He has four living creatures in heaven. Four living creatures. And these four living creatures, book of Revelation, these four living creatures, they have six wings. With two wings, they cover their feet. Because these four living creatures are the closest to God. And with two wings, they cover their feet because, and again, feet is symbolic because they're spirits. They cover their feet because their feet cannot be exposed to the glory of the power of the light of the presence that God has. It's just so powerful that not even the spirit can withhold the power and the pressure of his glory. So two wings cover his feet. With the other two wings, they cover, his up, they cover the upper part of their body and they don't look forward, they just look down. Because they can't look through the, through, the, through the wings. They're just looking down. And God is so high that with the other two wings they got left, they're eternally flapping their wings, flying, flying, flying. And here's all they're saying. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. He who was, he who is, and he is to come. You see that picture? So angels can't see God. Archangels can't see God. But God creates things to manifest himself. Everything that exists, God created so that he can let the creation know, hey, I'm here. I'm God. But angels can't see him. He created them. They know he's there. They can't see him. Seraphims. They know he's there. They can't see him. So God said, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to create a special being. And I'm going to call this being angel of light. Oh God, I got, oh God. And this angel of light is going to be different from all of the other celestial beings I'm going to do. Because this angel, I'm going to use him to manifest who I am. But they can't see me because if they see me, they die. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put in this special cherub. Special. He's a, he's a cherub. I'm going to put in Lucifer. Diamonds. Topaz. Chrysolite. Onyx. Esmeral, emerald. Now, now, why would God put all of these jewels in this being? Because when the light hits a diamond, it produces a reflection. Have you ever, I mean, have you, had, have you ever had a real diamond? I'm not talking about cubic zirconia. I'm talking about a real diamond. <laughs> you got to be buying them, them, them cheap rings at, at, at the bootleg uh, apps. I'm watching y'all. The bootleg apps coming out with all these diamonds and I'm seeing all the like, gold and all that diamond. And you work at Dunkin' Donuts. You ain't got you, man. Come on. You put that in the light, it, it melts or something. A real diamond. A real diamond. When, when someone wants to test if a diamond is real, they put it in the light. Because once you put a diamond in the light, the light produce, causes now all, first of all, you start seeing the rainbow. And I could preach that for a minute. Seven colors, seven. You start seeing the rainbow. 
And then they start looking. Once, once, once the light hits it, you can actually see all of his flaws and all of his imperfections and all of his perfections. And you can tell what type of guy. So, 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 so God says, God says, I want to manifest who I am. But if I show them who I am, I got so much glory that they're all going to die. So I'm going to create an angel, a cherub, and I'm going to call him angel of light. So that what? So that when my glory, the light that comes out of me, shines on the diamonds I put in him. Because can nobody see me and live? Angels or humans. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create this angel and I'm going to put so many stones and so many jewels so that when my glory hits this angel, the angels in heaven can see my manifest presence. Now ain't that a title to have in heaven? That if anybody wanted to see God, they just had to look at Lucifer. If anybody, if anybody wanted to see God, all they had to do is look at Brother Luce. Now, here's the thing about the connection between light and sound. Because people say he was the worshiper. He's the angel of worship. Now, now here's the deal. Light produces an ultrasonic noise that you cannot hear. You see those bulbs here? Whenever you flick a light in your house, I don't know if you, I don't know if you have a, you know, you know, when I was a kid, I used to play with light bulbs. And every time the light bulb used to fuse, I used to take it, and remember you used to go like this? And you know it was jacked up. It was cling, 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 right? So, so, so here's what happens. When it's not fused, when the fuse is not, when the light bulb is not broken, when you flick out that light, that little metal inside the bulb, you know what happens? It begins to vibrate, 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 so fast that it makes a sound that you cannot hear it. But it is the sound of the vibration of that bulb that makes the light go on. Do you understand this? We're talking about the manifest thing. We're talking about manifest. Manifest. So what happens? Lucifer was created to manifest the glory of God. That's a lot of pressure. L let me just say this, y'all. You and I are the, we are the new Lucifers. You was created to manifest. Read the book of John chapter, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh, and he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Glory of the only begotten of the Father, from the mercy and truth. And him was the light, and this was the light of men. And this light shone in the midst of darkness. Listen to me. And then Jesus says later on, he tells the disciples, you are the light of the world. A light, a candle, a, a, a lampstand cannot be under the table and be hid, but it must be on top of the table so that everybody can see it. He says, now, now the assignment of the church is to be the light. So imagine with me, Brother Lou. Imagine Brother Lou. Wherever he would go. presence of God was just impacting everything. 
the light hitting on his stones was producing a sound which caused them to worship God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? And Lucifer is just, he's just, he's just, as long as I'm next to God and the light of the glory of God hits on me, then the light hits on me. It reflects on the stones and everybody's seeing the shininess. Now here's the problem with this. Listen to me. Listen to me, y'all. Sin originated in the presence of God. What happened to Lucifer that from being this angel of light, he turns to a devil? The depraved metamorphosis that Lucifer experienced was not in a club. He didn't turn into the devil smoking and clubbing and I don't know. It was in the very presence of God. Something happened to Brother Lou. That as he started seeing God using him, he said, ooh, oh yeah, I'm anointed, ooh, oh, I'm special. Something happened, and he started out this way when God made him. Put that, put that heartbeat, put that heartbeat track. He started out. Manifesting the heart of God, every angel in heaven. Every caravan in heaven, every archangel, whenever they saw Brother Lou, they did this. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. Whenever the 24 elders saw him, they took off their crowns and they bowed before the Lamb and they worshiped the Lord. But while this is happening, Brother Lou is saying, wait a minute, mm, I feel good. Hold up. Can't nobody see Jesus except through me. Hold up. If anybody wants to see Jesus, it got to be through me because they can't handle it. And something started pumping in his heart. Somewhere in God's presence, he acted out the first sin, which is the sin of pride Listen to me. The sin of haughtiness. And when God saw that, he said, oh no, I got I to gotta get rid of this guy. Because while he was up there, the Bible says he deceived one third. And listen, in heaven there are billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of angels. The devil, because of his proximity to God, he was able to deceive one-third of the billions and billions. This is how we got demons and we got principalities. And this is when you read Ephesians chapter 6, all of that demonic, that, he, that, that came out of that day. He managed to deceive one-third. And God said, I got to cast this guy out. Now. Lucifer's place to manifest his purpose was as long as he was in the presence of God. Now, Lucifer, listen this way, look this way. Lucifer, who is now the devil, Lucifer is not a human. Lucifer is a spirit. 
spirits are only legally able to manifest themselves in the spiritual world. It's like us. We live on earth, right? Go to outer space without equipment. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to die. Because it is not, it's illegal for you to live in outer space. Spirits, spirits, their legal domain to operate is in the spirit realm. But God is kicking this guy out, out of the place that he can only legally exercise his right. So where is he going to go? Where does God put him? Because earth is the place where humans lived. And humans, they became alive. The reason why a human became alive, God, read the book, read the book of the Bible, book of the book, read the Bible, Genesis chapter, two, chapter 126. 126. The Bible says that God made out of clay a man. He formed man out of the dust of the clay. And after he did that, he took from his spirit in heaven and he... So the only spirit on earth was the spirit of God. When Adam received the spirit of God, he began to manifest the image of God. So there's only one man with one spirit. We don't need no more spirits on earth. But God kicked, out, God kicked Lucifer out of heaven. And where, does, and where does Lucifer go? He goes to the garden. Because the only way a spirit on earth could operate is in a body. A sp Listen, evil spirits, they're not lingering. Over, they're in the spirit realm. The only way that an evil spirit, a demon spirit has access to earth is when they find a human body. And that's where we get the word demon possessed. But the thing is. Adam has a spirit, the spirit of God. Eve has a spirit, which is the spirit of Adam, that God put in Adam. So what does Lucifer do? He can't get into her body because she got the spirit of Adam. And she can't, she can't, he can't get into Adam because he has the spirit of God. So he gets into a serpent. He needed a body. So he gets into the serpent. And now he can legally come into the planet to manifest his agenda. Which is to get back at God for kicking him out of heaven. So what does he tell Adam and Eve? Well, he talks to Eve. He says, yo, babe, come here, Eve. You know the story. He deceives her. So God said not to eat of the tree because the day you eat of the tree, you're going to show. You're not going to die, mama. Your eyes are going to open. And you're going to be just like God. You're going to know good and evil. And here's what the devil did. For the first time in the human race, the devil sows a seed of deception in mankind. Now, listen to me. Deception is not a lie. Deception is a twisted version of the truth. Eve heard, she said, oh, I want to be like God. I'm like, mama, you're so stupid. You were made in the image of God already. 
He blew his spirit in you. Are you. Why are you trying to be something you already are? But he will deceive you to believe something you're not to cause you to stumble so that then he can manifest his agenda to destroy you so you could not be who God called you to be. So here's what happened. She bites off the tree. Eyes are open. And now, for the first time, the human race is exposed to the manifest presence of demonic power. And when you look at scripture, when you look at the Bible, and you'll see all this, now God says, I have to do something to manifest. From that first manifestation of the enemy in the human race, Here's what that did. By the time, this is, I'm talking Genesis chapter 1, 26. By the time you get to chapter 6 of Genesis, there were so many people possessed and oppressed and evil was so rampant on the earth that by the time you get to chapter 6, God said, I repent the day I made mankind. And we all know the story about Noah. He sends a flood to destroy the earth. Because the devil manifested his power. So how do I apply this today? Because I'm here to tell you church. Listen to me church. The devil is out to distort us with sin. So that what we manifest. Let me, tell, let, me tell you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. You can say you're a Christian all you want. But at the end, what you manifest is who you really are. Oh, I go to church. I love the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No other name that is high. But check, check your attitude. Listen to me. And so the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, in the book of Galatians, he's going to show us the manifestation of the flesh, which is by default the sinful nature that we inherited because of Adam's disobedience in the garden versus the manifestation of the Spirit of God through the fruit of the Spirit. And this is what he says. If y'all want to know who you really are, don't go by how you dress. Don't go by how you drive. Don't go by what you have. You got to go by what's on the inside that manifests. And this is what Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 21. He says, now the works of the flesh. If you want to know who you really are in the flesh, here it is. Here are the works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Here they go. And they are these. Adultery. Pastor, I don't commit adultery. Cool. Keep on reading. Fornication. Pastor, I don't fornicate. Cool. Keep on reading. Uncleanness. That doesn't mean you didn't take a bath today. That's just, because <laughs> if that was a sin, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lasciviousness. To covet what is not yours. Idolatry. Pastor, I don't have a saint in my house, and I don't bow down to Mary and St. Joseph. Listen, anything that takes more time in your life than God is your idol. 
you don't have to prostrate before an idol and say, Hail Mary of God, Mother. No, no, no. If anything you do in your life that supersedes and has priority over than God, that is your idol. Call it your job. Call it your children. Call it your spouse. Call it your car. Call it your hobby. Call it your, your bank account. Anything. Idolatry. These are the works of the flesh. These are the manifestations of the flesh. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Oh, now it's personal. Who do I hate? Quarreling, rivalry, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies. Keep on. Envy, murders, drunkenness, orgies. And you must say, Pastor, I don't do none of that. Well, look what he says right here. And such like. That and such like is and everything else related to any of these things. About these things, I tell you again. As I have also told you in the time past, that those, check this out, this gets crazy, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You're not going to go to the kingdom of God because you speak in tongues. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, if I speak in tongues and men and angels, and I ain't got no love, I'm a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. So these are the manifestations of a rotten heart. So the question is now, based on all these things Paul is telling us in Galatians chapter 5, the question is, are these things so prevalent in my life? Because, you listen, listen, don't tell me you're an apple tree when you're producing oranges. Don't tell me you're a Christian when you're producing what the world is doing. Because manifest are the works, plural, of the flesh. But then he goes now and he says, okay, now let me show you the, the counterpart. Because the devil manifests some things that reveal what's in your heart. But now the Holy Spirit is going to manifest some things that are revealing your heart. And when you go to verse 22, listen to what he says. I'm going to skip all that. Let's go to Galatians chapter number 5, verse 23 to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit. Notice, works, plural, works of the flesh. Works of the flesh. Here it doesn't say fruits of the Spirit. One fruit of the Spirit has the power to overcome. Now, now here's the deal. Is a fruit, and, and we're gonna we're gonna see nine things that compose a fruit. Because right now, if you eat, if you have an apple in your hand, well, the apple is composed of this outer layer skin. That's that's the fruit. You can't say that's not an apple. That's an apple. Then you have the inner part. That's the apple. Then you have the core. That's the apple. Then you have seeds. That's the apple. Then you have that little stem. That's the apple. And if you go to public, the stem comes with a little leaf. That's the apple. So all of those elements is the apple, is the fruit. So Paul says, this is the fruit of the Spirit. Love. Joy. Peace. Forbearance. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control. We can't pick one of those and say, I want to be that and I got the fruit. If you don't have all of it, you don't have the fruit. Because the fruit 
is singular and the fruit is all nine of those things. And when you manifest all of these things, you can say you're a person exercising and manifesting an image of God. This is why God gave us the Holy Spirit. The truth is this. Listen, I've been been Gabby 50 years. And 18 of my fifth, my, my first 18 years of my life, I was, I was jacked up. Born and raised in church, but I was a hot mess. Like some of you. Some of y'all just got saved a year ago, two years ago, and you're 30, 40 years old. Well, you've been, you've been living in sin, operating the works of the flesh for 30 years. You come to Jesus, and in one prayer of 29 seconds, you gave your life to Jesus, and, and, and you're still struggling with some things. Because you can be saved and still be bound. You can be saved and still be bound. But here's why God gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. And so the the job of the Holy Spirit is to make us who Christ wants us to be. That we can say what Paul said. I am crucified jointly with Christ I no longer live but Christ lives in me how do I know that Christ lives in me how do I know that Christ is in my life here's how when the manifestations of my heart my mouth and my attitudes reflects the Christ who I profess to be in my heart so the question is are we going to manifest the image of God are we going to be the new Lucifers on earth that when the world sees you they see the reflection of God through you through the fruit of the spirit or are you going to continue to manifest the works of the flesh so today's message some of y'all are living Halloween H-A-L-L-O and others are living Halloween H-O-L-L-O some of you guys are hollow on the inside you're hollow anything that's hollow can be easily filled anything that's hollow can be easily filled and today God wants to fill every crevice every void every gap every trench every space for what purpose? for what purpose? for you to go rant and say I'm a Christian? no 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 so that when the world sees you you can manifest love joy peace long-suffering forbearance self-control the fruit of the spirit so i want to pray if you're here today and you want god to fill that hollow heart that calloused spirit that broken mind today the Lord is he's not intimidated by your mess he's not intimidated by your chaos you know what I like about God you know that God made mankind not in chapter 1 verse 1 he made mankind after chapter 1 verse 2 verse 2 says the earth was chaos formless dark distortion 
God didn't make mankind before distortion. God made mankind after the earth was distorted. Because God is not intimidated by distortion. God is more confident in His power to make you better in the midst of your distortion. So no matter how broken you are, how hurt you are, how callous you've been, what you've been through, God says, if you come to me and you open your heart and you let me fill your hallowed heart, I can take you and break the devil's plan in your life and refurbish you and restore you and make you into the image 